We're on episode number six, week number six of a culture conversation. Um, I'm your host, the one and only Twin GQ, aka Quarantine Man, aka TGQ Inc., aka We Here Man. Um, you know, we have a special, you know, guest that will be joining our platform today. None other than Toronto basketball legend, Toronto entrepreneur, uh, Toronto rapper, Toronto man, the one and only Mike Bongo. Uh, Mike Bongo has you know really carved a unique path for for himself through the sport of basketball, and he's been able to do some incredible things for his community. And you know, um, it's so crazy because growing up, you know, as a kid in the inner city, that's somebody that you aspire to be as an athlete, and you know, to see him open many doors for our country and things of that matter is is things that a lot of people, you know, need to really realize and, you know, always, you know, pave the way for those who've come before you, but those are gonna come after you. So, um, you know, and I'm very intrigued to have him on here and, you know, it's gonna be a, a great and an amazing session. So let's tune in, man. Shout out to my, Shout out to my boy, man, the one and only, Mike Bongo. Here he is. What's going on? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's up, Mike? How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, bro. Can't complain, man. Yeah. The sun is shining, bro. We, we alive. We breathing. We healthy. God is good, bro. Right, right. It's good to hear, man. Good to hear that you're healthy. You're doing good. For sure, man. So before we uh tap into this discussion, man, I have, uh, you know, first we're going to just kind of say thank you for joining us on this platform. But we're going to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself to our audience. And for those of, you know, those people that may not know what you do or who you are, which I think is impossible, but just kind of shed light on who you are, man. Um. Well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, you know, I'm excited that you have me on your platform. I think you're doing great things for the city. Uh, we talked about it briefly before I got on. So um, I love what you're doing. I kind of peeped the last episode, too. So I kind of know what's ahead. Um, but no, um, a little bit about me. I'm born in Congo. Um, I'm African-born. I'm a Canadian citizen, um, but did my high school in, in, in America and kind of, you know, did my thing out there, became a pro. And I've been doing this eight years now. And, uh, you know, Music is a hobby I do on the side. You know, if you know, you know. Um, I guess I'm just somebody that's a, a athlete, a musician, a brother, a son, and uh, yeah, just a, a human being. Yeah, man, it's it's so crazy because, like I said, man, to be able to do what you've done in your lifespan, and you know, you being uh, 20, 28 or twenty nine right now. Whichever one you want to be, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But um, you know, just like I said. <laughs> coming from our world and you know just being able to you know live through a lot of uh extenuating circumstances and beating poverty and you know the gang violence as well as the distractions that comes with living in the inner city it's it's amazing to see the things that you have done but also you know the fact that you you're always giving back to your community um i think it's very important man that you know guys like us are still present there and you know we don't turn our backs to those that need us and you know, just like when we're coming up, we had guys in our community that we looked up to, you know, and I know 
God bless the dead, you know, you have your mentor that, you know, you looked up to when you're coming up. And I, I heard the story about him getting into that situation and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, it's very, it's very important. And, you know, like I said, I'm very, I'm very humble to, to have people like you that come from similar backgrounds where you're, you know, the guy that made it out the neighborhood, but you're still giving back and, and doing things for that matter. So, man, it's, it's great to see, man. Um, you know, uh, thank you for saying that. I mean, um, what you're doing well is amazing. And for the people that have done it before me, that's why I learned it from, um, you know, Kempton Howard, everyone knows what he means to me. But for those that don't know, he was a community leader in the East End of the city at EC Community Center, Boys and Girls Club. And he was just a mentor for us kids. Um, taught me how to play the game, the basketball, everything I know about music and fashion. He really was yeah. the one that put me everything. And, um, you know, he ended up dying out off again, again, gun violence, which is very important. Uh, I mean, very unfortunate. I mean, even talking about it to this day, I'm still emotional about it because that, that holds a, a very, very special place in my, in my heart. You know, it still feels like yesterday that he was here. But, you know, I know he's in a better place. And, and for also for other people around the world that have gone uh, in a timely matter, you know, at a time where, you know, you're seeing gun violence happen all over the place and you wish it could stop you know it's just unfortunate that it's happening and, um, you know i hope uh, we can find some sort of conclusion but the more that we talk about it and the conversations are being had i think uh, the changes can happen absolutely and it's you know it's guys like us that can send the elevator back down and and help those in need you know and the guidance and the mentorship is is very important so it's good you you know you have that vertical platform now that you can kind of send back and you know, bridge the gaps to help these kids and, you know, to further their dreams. And if it's not even basketball, for, for anything it is that they're passionate about, because me and you know it, man, at the end of the day, basketball is a love and something that will always, you know, hold dear to our hearts, but it's the things that basketball can create for us, the different avenues, the, the different business ventures and things of that matter, you know what I mean? So it's, it's very good to kind of indulge in different things. And, you know, I've seen that you're, uh, you know, you've always had a, you know, a rapping career and, you know, being able to have those nice beats and Kevin Durant tracks and stuff like that. So it's dope, man. You know, so yeah. we're going to, we're going to get into, weeks, uh, yeah. by the way, we got yeah. a couple of interviews that we have. We, we probably banged out like four, four or five songs that day. And like the one that did make it was a layup line. Some people don't know that I used to go by Too Easy or Young Swag back in the day. I can't believe those. <laughs> too Easy, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember Too Easy, bro. <laughs> those are my rap names back in the day. Um, but uh, yeah, we had a couple songs. We were actually recording in LA. I was living in LA one summer, and I was working out out there with Steve Nash and. You know, just a hobby that I've picked up just to stay out of trouble is, is music. I love music. And we always hear it that athletes want to be rapping, rapping, and be athletes. Sure. But I really, really do this, man. I really No, really but that's the thing. A lot of a lot of rappers so, a lot um, of rappers, yeah, exactly. And like a lot of a lot of Hooper guys ain't really <laughs> It was like fun that, getting you know? with him though, you know. Oh he, he, he really got barred times you're gonna need something where you could like have something that's relatable to you that we all deal with on a daily basis. And I feel like that's what my music is. I kinda just put the things that I had went through and seen and been through in my real life and put it on the paper and pen and then hopefully people can relate to it. That's all I want is just be able to relate to it and like, get people to relate to it. You know, rap for sure. For sure. What is uh some artists that you I guess listen to now on like a day to day, like your top five artists on your 
your playlist or your routine you know what are some artists that you kind of so a top five like this this conversation is always you know it can vary you know what i'm saying it can vary if we're talking about my top five of all time i have to say by the way though you drinking some wine over there so let me know yes sir you like yes sir you're red, that red going, exactly yes sir okay okay red you can't go wrong red it's good heart you know what i mean for sure, for sure. <laughs> Everything in moderation, my man. Yeah, you got cheers over there. Um, if you're talking top five, I'd say number one is Hope, hands down. Um, to me, my favorite rapper. Um, yes, sir. That's not, that's not even a question. Um, number two, I would go with Pac. Pac um, you know, Pac slept on three. I would very slept on two albums and he did that before he was 20 like 22 like he was young when he did that that's insane um and then you know number four i would i would personally you know give it to drake you know what i'm saying i think he's earned his spot here and my my word of hip-hop you know i think he's like put his work in and he has he has the hits he has everything that you can he has everything and then number five i would say i'll give it to yay i think yay's um his whole discography like you can't top that his albums never sound the same i love that about him and it'll play into something else every time he comes out that's my top five and then things that i listen to on the list i mean kendrick is in there don't get me wrong don't get me wrong perfect perfect all right yeah Yo, it's crazy. You have mad people saying, yo, yo, Mike is a legend out here. Yo, we want to hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, man. Salute to everyone that's showing love, man. You know, I always appreciate the love. Like, for real. That keeps me going. That keeps me going. Absolutely. But, yeah, we'll tap into your high school career and the whole evolution to becoming a prominent prospect in America and, you know, playing with the best of the best, you know, from Benedict's to Finlay and and going into Texas, so just kind of stab into that. That kind of changed the, what, what I fell in love with because everyone around where I was living, you know, was hooping. So from there, I saw everyone hooping. And I, just, I just fell in love with it. I'm very, very competitive. I hate losing. So that's where my drive goes into wanting to be the best. You know, if you I put out, I put my foot forward to, you know, from going to Eastern, Seen the Junior Cadugans, um, the Christian Lucases, the, the Larry Duncans, the um, um, guys that I saw that played before me, and like picking up from there, uh, uh, picking up from there, seeing um, OA playing against um, you know Scarborough Blues. I remember when I was younger playing against uh, Javal Mob, Javal Joseph, the Corys, you know, on the other side seeing what they were going on the, on the other side of the city and then Brampton, what they had, playing versus Dylan Ennis and Kofi, rest in peace to him. And when I got there, like I always say, I was comfortable because I knew the work I was doing back home. Tough, man. That's that's amazing, bro. You know, it's... Good. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I heard you uh, about your experience and being super competitive. You know, it's... It's dope to see that, you know, those guys that really competed against you over the years kind of pushed you to play at your best and your peak level, you know, and that automatically got you a spot to, to play, you know, at the, 
the prestigious St. Benedict's Prep, you know, where you're coached by uh, a legendary Dan Hurley. So just talk Hurley's about Hurley's le- legendary, but just, you know, it's, it's so crazy because we think back to St. Benedict's Prep and the lineage of talent that came out of there, like J.R. Smith, Samarito Samuels, uh, you, Tristan Thompson, um, Gil Bruda, uh, JP, you know, Tyler Ennis and things like that. But, you know, at that current time, you guys were one of the top ranked schools in the country. So it's, it's, it's good to see that you guys kind of brought prominence back to the East Coast, you know, so kind of talk about that, that rise to, right. I guess, you know, prominence for you playing there and going against guys like Kendall Marshall and and Austin Rivers and, and, and names like that. It's 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 crazy because that 2011 class alone, bro, you had guys like Austin Rivers, Anthony Davis, uh, Michael Kale Gilchrist. You had Bradley Beal, um, KCP, Michael Carter Williams. You know, you had Quinn Cook, and all these guys came from prominent programs. You know what I mean? So for you to have the the great confidence and all the work that you put in and to see it transpire on the basketball floor is really immaculate, man. Um, you know, your high school career, you were regarded as one of the top 24 players in the world. Right. At a time when you were at a, you know, a monstrous class, as in, you know, you had Austin Rivers, Anthony Davis, Michael Kidd Chris, you know, you had Bradley Beal, Michael Carter-Williams, and Quinn Cook, man. So, you know, it's crazy that the mentality of the work that you put in, you know, you had an opportunity to go against these guys and, you know, to, to compete at a high level, but also play well. So, you know, just kind of talk about that, man, and your rise to being, you know, the the next guy, you know, because a lot of people might see the glitz and the glamour, but they don't see the hard work, you know, and I've known you and I've grown up in an era where people were telling me about, you know, you working out at 6 a.m. from like 10, 11 years old, bro. Yeah, um, I've always wanted it more. You know, for me, it's just a thing. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna do something, why not give it your all? You know, why are you gonna do something half-ass? You know, like you know, if you're gonna be in school, why are you gonna go to school and skip? You know, you might as well go and give it your best. You, know? you have to do it. And like for me, I gotta know basketball is a privilege. Like, I think I'm blessed to play this game. That's where it starts. You know. I'm grateful. That's where it really starts. Like, I'm grateful for what I do. I'm thankful. I know I have a God-given talent. And I'm not just going to let it go to waste. You know what I mean? That's where it starts for me. So that's where the work ethic is is, is, is really engined from. And then I see it at home. My mom, you know, my mom worked two, three jobs. And I was young coming up. You know what I mean? So seeing that kind of made me have to work hard. Seeing my dad have to work for our family to come over to Canada, you know? Um, you know, we can see in real life, you know, I, I lost best friends, you know what I'm saying, that are not here no more. And so it's like, why am I going to waste a day? Like, for me, my perspective is I can never waste a day where I'm here. So my work ethic was just always just to outwork everybody. And then it showed on the court. I was always confident. It didn't matter who was on the court. And it's still to this day, it's still the same way. It don't matter who's out there. I know the work I put in, you know it's what I'm saying? Don't, it's going to show. You know, and that's what I always got to tell people. Just keep working because once opportunity meets you and you were prepared for it, you know, other people will be surprised, but you won't be because you know what you've been doing when, when no one was watching. And for me, I've always been a person where I didn't need people to applaud me to work. I never did. That's why I'm still in it. You know, it's because, you know, when no one's expecting much from me, I'm still into it. I'm still working. 
And I know when you, your time comes again or your number is called, you got to be prepared to, to, to show up and play. And that's the kind of person I've always been. And that's why I was always comfortable to play games. Okay, they said that he might be ranked ahead of me. All right, cool. I showed out and I showed that I was. Or, okay, they said that he was the third point guard. I was, I'm going to show why I'm number one. I was always that kind of person, and I'm always still am that person. Like, all right, they say that he might be the best point guard. I think different because I know how much work I put in. For sure, man. That's well said, bro. And you know, I think growing up in the inner city gives you that edge too. You know. Oh, without a doubt. And I'm and I'm born in Congo. Come on now, that Congo. exactly. Congo, come on now. Yeah, shout out to Congo, <laughs> but shout out to Forty Blake though too. Of shout course, out to 40 you know, side. Forty. You exactly. know, it's tatted on me. It's on my calf. You know, I got it tatted on me and everything. And I have an album called 40 Story that I released just um, this past uh, December. You know, I released my first EP, my first album uh, that's on iTunes and everywhere going crazy. And I'm always putting on for the ends. The ends know that since I was since I was on the scene, I've always been putting on not only just for them, but for the whole country and the city of Toronto. And I've always been someone that's been saying, like, look, this is where it's at. We have the best basketball players. We got the best of everything. The best girls, the best everything. Absolutely. Food, the culture. We got we got the best work there. Yeah, absolutely, bro. It's like I said, shout out to Forty Man, shout out to Kyle. You know, but it's 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 good like growing up. I think now a lot of these kids, you know, um, rightfully so have it, you know, kind of handed to them. Um, you know, it's it's bittersweet seeing because we were guys that had to work twice as hard just to get ours, you know. And right, right. you know, like I said, us growing up and and playing AAU with six guys to one room, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I just feel though that's why that's why the game has to grow, and so they don't gotta go to the same things we did, you know. Like I always feel like, yeah, they don't have to struggle, man. The way the game is, you know, there's so much hard work, so much sacrifice that goes into it that. Yes, you know, they should be having everything that they should have and more. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Because I, I want my kid, if he is going to want to play the game of basketball, to never have to worry about everything that comes into it as far as that we had to come up worrying about. You know what I mean? So I yeah. love that the game has progressed so much and, you know, kids are getting more because it's supposed to be that way. That means the game is progressing and you always want things to progress. So I'm all for it. Yeah, they might be a little softer and, you know, a little spoiled and all that. But mm. They can still hoop. Don't get it twisted. Don't absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you got to respect it. And I yeah. love how, how nice some of these kids is. They put the work in. It's just, you know, they just built a little different. If they run into me, it might be a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> for sure. For sure. But it, it ain't going to be sweet. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. You have, you know, the pioneers, the guys that came before you and then and the golden era where you had guys like you, Tristan, and, and Corey, and Junior, and and Brady, and guys like that, and you know a lot of special talent coming out of Canada. You know, and they opened the door for the the Tyler Ennises, the Andrew Wiggins, and, and and guys that came after. You know, so it's kind of great to see the evolution, but to kind of see the doors get bigger and more talent sneak in through the back door. So you right. know. Um, it's a beautiful thing, man, and it's it's very good for our city. I think you know there's a lot of talent that comes out of Toronto and a lot of northeastern cities, metropolitan areas too. So you know, just like I said, man, it's very good, man, and I think it's it's it just keeps you humble, bro. You know what I mean? Because you might be going against a kid that just got out of college. Just right, right. I, I seen that this year. It tripped me out, bro. Because <laughs> you be in your own space. You know, you gotta be. You gotta have tunnel vision. And, you know, I've always had a ton of vision. I've always never been in one to look at this person, look at that. You got to, you know, worry about the team that you're on. You got to worry about getting those teammates better and getting yourself better to get the best that you can from that group. 
So it's like I'm in season sometimes and I play somebody and he's like, yo, I watched the game when I was in high school. I'm like, what? I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> It'd be crazy, but that just shows you, you know, um, the work that you put in, you're respected. And um, you just got to continue to do that and be a good example for the other ones to come after me because, you know, I know a lot of people grab a lot from me, but I grab a lot from other people beforehand. And I always tell people that. So it's good to see what you need from each and everybody um, from you that has come up and good mentors and then, you know, shaping to be into your own person so that you could be someone's next. You know what I mean? So that's how I look at it. You know, I'm just myself. I'm just me and, you know, I, I stuck to it. And then, you know, hopefully I, I can, you know, rub someone off the wrong, the right way that they, they pick up the right things that I do and kind of inherit it in their game or things that they do off the court as well. Nice, bro. That's amen to that, man. So just talk a little bit about some players that, you know, for you that you had unique battles with. Like, what, <laughs> what, what is like the, who's like the, the toughest guy or, you know, the most competitive athlete that yeah. you've been against in your whole entire career? Let's say top five, bro. Like all right all right so you know everyone knows i mean Tariq evans in high school was something different okay you no know, i always tell people that that guy's a problem like you couldn't do anything because he had such a pro game in high school already that we weren't ready for it so you couldn't even scout for him so he was man. cold man like, i mean he had everything change the pace i always tell people he was way ahead of his time another person i say who's always been tough is corey me and Corey had some battles. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I remember when me and Corey first matched up. It was at, um, I think, in the east side of the city. They came with him and Ashton Khan. For people that don't know who Ashton Khan is, now he's a hooper too. He can go. And they had both of them on the same team, and I was by myself. But I mean, they were switching. They both played D. They were both just switching. He was fresh. He was fresh. And they get fits. I, I couldn't do nothing that game. You know what I mean? So yeah. I always have respect for Corey Joseph and Ashton as well. You can put him in there. Um, and uh, another person I'll say is managing Oakley. He's someone that I would say that, man, you can't do nothing about it. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Ty Lawson. Ty Lawson is another player I played that I just feel like was probably as fast as me there's not a lot of people that are like as fast as me i feel like and he was really really fast and then another person i would say quincy miller man quincy miller was tough i'll say quincy miller yeah quincy miller was tough i think you know if he didn't get his hurt he, i mean he's having a great career he's playing in europe but man quincy miller was cold as hell so i'll give it to him tough bro that's it's a legend and tony warden too Tony Warren was cold too. I gotta give it to him too. Tony was cold. Okay. Tony oh, he's from nice. Seattle, right? Yeah, Tony was nice. Okay. Tony was nice. Tony Rowe. So you got Tony Rowe, you got Q Mill, you got Ty Lawson, you got C Joe, you got Monty and you got Tyreek, bro. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Mm -hmm. Crazy, man. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's tough, man. So, you know, now that we're we're turning the page, just just talk about, you know, the whole recruiting process and Obviously now the NCAA is a business, man. So I guess how were you able to, you know, identify the right fit for you at school and 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 things like that, you know? And why Texas? You know, a lot of people might, you know, not know the situation, but why did you feel like Texas was the right fit for you? Um, like for me, this is the relationship I had with Rick Barnes. Um, you know, I was close to going to Duke. If people don't know that. I was very 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 close to Duke. people that are very very close to me know that story but i was this close to going to Duke and um 
you know. But I ended up recommitting to Texas. I was only decommitted for one week. And because I had a great relationship with Rodney Terry, who's an assistant coach there prior to, he recruited me, Corey MT. And then um, he had left. He got a coach, I think, coaching job at Fresno State, I believe. And then um, Rob Lanier had came and took the assistant coaching job over there. And I was meeting him in Florida because he was recruiting me while he was at Florida. And he went over to Texas and, you know, we had already a good rapport. And I felt comfortable going with Rick Barnes to play the system that I felt like that fit me for what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I, I thought it was the great fit for me at the time. I still think so to this day. I believe burnt orange always. You know, I love everyone back home at in Austin. You know, and I can't wait to get back there. You know, you too. For sure, man. It's, it's dope because, like you said, they're... For me, when I think of Texas, I think they the mass production of guards, man. You think Kevin Durant obviously played forward there, but he's a guard trapped in a forward's body. Right. right um, yeah. You know, you have guys like um, Jordan Hamilton, you know, Corey Joseph, obviously. The Colton um, Brown. Exactly. Um, DJ Avery, Augustine. Yeah, Avery, Avery Bradley. Bradley TJ yep. Ford. Uh, you know, the list can go on. Isaiah Taylor, uh, Demarcus Holland. I mean, they can go on and on. They can go yeah. on and on. You know, Absolutely. so many, so much great talent. So yeah. yeah, so it was good to kind of see that, man. But you know what's so crazy is, you know, the whole situation of, like, the NCAA rules. And, like, you go there and you, you work out with a pro trainer, but guys now do that in college. Right, 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 right. You, you get crazy. what I'm saying? It's, it's so crazy, crazy bro. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I think people know that I had to be, like, a sacrificial man for that. You know, if it wasn't for my situation, I don't think kids could be able to do that today. And, I, you know, I'm in history for that. It's unfortunate, you know, yeah. but that just stemmed from me wanting to get better. And at the end of the day, I feel like when people want to talk about that situation and they talk about me and it, they say that kid just wanted to get closer to what he wanted to achieve. Absolutely. And that's all there was at the end of the day. I just wanted to work out and get better with pros. Why not? I want to work out with pros. But I actually have a documentary that really goes into deep detail into that whole story that will be coming out probably um, next month or this month because a lot of people have been asking about that story because a lot of people feel that story didn't happen out be elsewhere and so many ifs and ands but I always say to the ifs and ends you can't because you gotta be present part, part of the story the bro I was yeah. today I had to go do that you know what Absolutely. I mean? you made me a better man for today Absolutely. so I always tell people that um, yeah you know it's unfortunate that I had to be the first guy for that fall but it's good that now the kids can get better and be around pros to learn what they want to do. You know, if you want to be a pro, why not be around Absolutely. pros? Work that Absolutely, and it's just like if you want to, if you want to go to the highest level, you got to put yourself in the right environment. You know, and uh, like you see Chris Brickley on the East Coast training guys like right. Cole Anthony and stuff like that, and then you see Rico Hines in the West training all the guys that are at UCLA and stuff like Jalen Hines and stuff like that. So. It's just crazy, but then again, like you said, it's it's kind of like bittersweet to see that you had to be, you know, the sacrificial lamb or the scapegoat for all right, the right. others to kind of inherit the fruits of their labor, you know? But um, it, it's dope, man. And like that documentary, bro, I just feel like personally, you know, the art of storytelling is something that, you know, a lot of people take for granted, man. And just to kind of go in history and to, to kind of show those, you know, the your perspective, Right. is everything you know and i'm definitely looking forward to that and i know going forward we're gonna have a lot of you know collaborations and things of that matter because i've never said anything about that situation 
you know. A lot of people have, you know. I've had people that have spoken on my behalf. I mean, Jay Billis, by the way, I want to say shout out to him because, I mean, he has stood by my side the whole way. Branch Chilla, a lot of people at ESPN were on my side when all of this was going on. I mean, Dick Vitale. So I want to thank all those people, like for real, because they were arriving for me when the NCAA wasn't at the current you know, time when that was happening. So, yeah, Jay Billis to this day is a real one. So, you know, people want to wonder if those Jay, those Jeezy lyrics he's quoting on his Twitter is real. He's a real one. Solid. Yeah. Absolutely. Shout out to shout out to Duke one time. Jay Billis is a legend, bro. You feel yeah, me? Stand. Yeah, stand. Stand for that. Yeah, man. But it's, it's just so crazy because still to this day, I think the, the NCAA, you know, is profiting off of, you know, meanless athletes and you know it's still the whole debate about you know getting you know paid for their likeness and things of that matter and you know i think i'm very you know anti you know the whole student athlete stuff i think that you know athletes definitely need to get paid if they're profiting billions of dollars you know sports right. is a billion dollar industry so to be able to put the blood sweat and tears and you're risking your life you know what i mean you can right. get injured and everything can be changed i think the ncaa has to definitely implement systems that allows student athletes to get paid you know i mean it's coming it's coming close i think we're gradually getting there i mean you're seeing what the g league is doing with letting high school kids come out of high school now to to being allowed to, to pretty much become pros which they should be allowed to if you know what you want to do in life and you're so for sure about it and there's an avenue that will help you get closer to it why not that's what internships are for for college kids that's what other 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 programs have in place for people that want to have careers in their fields so i don't know why it's such a big deal with basketball and we make it such a big deal with kids and i really think it stems from us being african americans and africans and black because i mean for so long these sports put these these rules in place for these sports where we're dominantly the ones you know dominating and i i feel like it's time that you know, we speak up because they're they're using our likeliness for money and profit and they're making billions of dollars. Like it, it felt so wrong when I was at Texas that you could see someone was wearing number 12 jersey and, you know, they're selling magazines with my name on it. But, you know, I'm not getting a percentage from it. You know, that is wrong because at the end of the day, it is a business. That's what you're trying to go to college for to get you ready for the real world. And, you know, in the real world, you get paid for that. So why is it that we're calling these people amateurs when their coaches are making three, four, five million dollars a year and they're getting shoe company deals from shoe companies, big corporations that are sponsoring them? We're not amateurs at all. So I think that these new rules that are getting in place for these athletes where they can get help and, and, and obviously make likeliness and money off of their things and themselves and it benefits them, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's well said, brother. You know, and I think it's very important because a lot of these student athletes, like you mentioned, are African American descent. And, you know, a lot of their families are living below the poverty line from right. a socio socioeconomical right. standpoint. So, you know, if you're in a system that's entrapping you and your mom's at home struggling and you're not able to support your family, you know, it's it's definitely counterproductive, I think, you know. Right. For me, an inner city kid, if I have a chance to make two, three million dollars playing professionally or, or going to college for a year where I'm not getting paid. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if it's a white family, what you gonna tell your kid? Let's be honest. It's time for us to be real. Go take it. 
they yeah. were so taken. And there's these sports where it's like, you can join the army at 18, you can do so many things at 18, but we're gonna tell our kids, no, you gotta go to the institution for three years and give them your blood, sweat, and tears. And at the end of the day, you get hurt or something gets hurt and you don't pan out, they gonna kick you out that door and on to the next. And that's the reality of it. That's the reality that a lot of people don't see, the reality of, you know what, they just see you as a number. But luckily for me, I went to a school where it is really panning. Cause I could really call Rick Barnes to this day and he gonna pick up his phone for me, you know, because I built those relationships. And that, that's what pe people gotta know. If you're coming up in this thing, make sure your relationships are really solid and you really being yourself because, you know, there's gonna be a lot of things and a lot of snakes and a lot of things that you gotta deal in this business that you never would have imagined that you didn't wanna deal with. But you gotta really have a tight knit circle, really have, a, really have your family there with you at all times and understand that you know, it's a business at the end of the day. So be prepared to be in a business and have that business mindset. And I think when you're setting in place these programs for kids that look like me early, for them to go into the league and make 500,000 and then pay them later on and to any college that they want to go to, to learn if they want to learn that way, good. But you know what? I love that they have these rules now and options for people like us because before, guess what? You had to go and do them two years at school. And yeah, no other option. So Absolutely. I love that, that, that now that's an option for people. Absolutely. And it just gives you, like I said, it keeps your mind open. You know, I think being a 19, 20 year old kid in college, you know, you, you, you want to expand your mind. You know, if, right. you, if you're playing pro at 19, 20 overseas, let's say just the, the, the arena of, you know, being, you know, a kid, like just curious about the world you know and you playing in europe i'm i'm, I'm definitely you could attest to this and you're exposed to different things and right. different communities and things like that so right i think it's very important man for for young adults and people that are going into adolescence to be exposed to different things and everybody might not want to go to you know college because it's not their fit you know what i mean and it's just like trying on different shoes bro the shoes exactly. might not always fit you know what i mean and college ain't for everybody Absolutely. You know, college is just not for everybody. It's just Absolutely. a reality. And, you know, I know so many college kids are in debt right now and just wish they didn't go. Mm -hmm. You know, wish they had better information because, you know, now they can't find a job. You know, study four or five years or something, went for so long and put your blood, sweat, and tears for, for it to just be paying the government back. So, you know, there's just so much that needs to change within the system. But I think now that the information is out there, that's what's lovely about the internet. We have everything in front of us. Like, you, if you're not informed, just like literally take time how to use a phone or the internet so you can get yourself informed because all the information is in front of us. If you have questions, use Google to the kids out there. Literally, everything's in front of you at your disposal on your phone or the internet for you to be informed about things that you probably would have never knew. Just ask Google and you're, you're there. You can be, put yourself hip to, to game. You know, going to meetings smart. Going to these, you know, corporations, knowing what the hell you about to sign. You know, a lot of people sign bad contracts too. So, you know, you want to know what you're getting yourself into at all times. So, keep yourself hip. For sure. And it's it's very important during this time too because the world's on pause. You know, we're, right. we're in quarantine right now. You know, we're, we're self-isolated. And, you know, I always use the term self-evolution you know and it's time for us to continue to evolve man so it's, it's good to see that we have so much information at our tips man but we just got to dive into it and kind of lock in you know a lot of people have different focuses right and, and since we're speaking about this quarantine you know like 
I know a lot of people, you know, like you said, are using this time valuable. You know what I'm saying? I hope a lot of people are, but you know, some people not might, might not be. And for those that are not right now, and you kind of went into this thing already not feeling too good about yourself, you can still dig yourself out of it. You know what I mean? Like it starts with like even working out because I know a lot of people are at home and can't move and just staying stuck inside. And I might be a professional athlete just talking because I do have to do it every day. But I really believe just going out for walks and taking care of your body during this time will help your mental a little bit more and try to eat healthy and try to, you know, do some good for yourself during this time, learning new talent so you can come out of this thing better, you know, while the world's at pause because a lot of people might get left behind. You don't want to be a person just that gets left behind, you know, during all this. So if you are an athlete and you're at home, Yo, I hope you're working out because I've been working out two days. I ain't sleeping. Trust me, I'm, I'm doing this thing. And if you're not, and you know, whatever you might be doing in life, an artist, shoot, write a whole album if you can, or do whatever you can and try and learn other new things about your craft in the area so you're not just stuck. So when the world comes back, you know, where we're not just staying still no more, you know, we're taking another trajectory this way. And that's especially for my youngins that are in Toronto. I want to see all my youngins in Toronto coming out of this thing on fire scorching because I, I want to learn about the next hot thing from from my city you know that thing makes me proud of it you know when i go somewhere and i'm traveling and i'm in france and they say you know this person from toronto and i'm proud about that so i can't wait to hear that and, and see who's that next thing from the city for real for real absolutely man it's it's good to kind of shed light bro i think a lot of athletes need to hear that and quarantine is you know a definite time for a lot of people to kind of just dig deep into themselves you know I for me personally I know that when I started you know different routines of reading and, and going for walks and just just seeing different things with the sun and stuff that really helped my mental uh-huh. you know I was able to kind of like dig deeper within my work and and find different ways to stay connected you know what mm-hmm. I mean Mm-hmm. That's just my personal, you know, my personal routine. Everybody's routine is different, so and just talk a little. Healthy. I could, I could tell because you look healthy. You look good. You know. Thank you, bro. You appreciate it. You know appreciate it. Appreciate it. Like good to yourself. So keep that up. For sure, bro. You too, bro. Um, Thank you. Yo, bro. So what is uh, your routine looking like right now, bro? Man, every day I wake up. I walk the little kids outside. I got some dogs, so I walk them outside. After that, uh, I start my workout from 12 to 1. I do my workout, my workout on my trainer, Seamus, who works me out, takes care of my body, makes sure that I'm right. Then after that, I'll do probably another 20 to 30 minutes on a Pelican bike. So that's where I'm like going up hills to work on my legs, my core strength, and my hip flexors. That kind of kind of feels like I'm doing my two a day on and off the court because no gyms are open right now. Yeah, and then after that, I'm just, you know, pretending doing form shots like this with nothing. You know, just pretending I got a ball, dribbling with a tennis ball inside, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's all about that, that. that mind yeah. work right there, the mental work. Bro. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. And I'm watching a lot of films. Like, I oh. stay up late and I watch a lot of, I've been watching a lot of Kobe films. So okay. right now I'm watching um, the 2010 playoffs where game three and they're playing the Utah Jazz and they're on the road. And I mean, they're playing Utah is tough. Man, that building's electric, so you know I've just been really tapping in and watching a lot of old film, and you know just keeping my mind in the game. Yeah, that's that's dope, man. It's it's good that you're tapping in history with the film stuff because that's really oh, important. Yeah, film is huge. Film yeah, is everything. Film is yeah. everything. You know? That's really how you important. get better. Absolutely, and that's what I tell these kids, bro. Like, don't just watch highlights, bro. Like, watch full games, bro. <laughs> that's crazy. 
you know what? I could I, I see where the kids are coming from because I was that guy. You know what I mean? I just wanted to see the clips. But then it, it got to college, and then that's when you learn that how film is very important for you to really, for the game to slow down. Because as you get older, the game's going to start speeding up because everyone's such a, an amazing athlete. You know what I mean? There's just going to be guys that can jump as fast as you, run as fast as you. So then the game's going to have to come down to this. You know, those X's and O's. Can you execute a play? Do you know how to set a proper screen? Do you know how to block out? Are you paying attention to the shot clock? You know, time and score. So much things that go into the game that kids need to understand that go beyond highlights and watching a couple clips on, on, on the ground that you've seen highlights for how that, that clip may ended up and he got his little duck. But maybe, you know, you didn't see the, 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 the defensive clip that he did on the other hand to get that, that loose ball dive on the floor. So there's so much things that go in the film that you learn that make a spectacular play. You know, yeah, sometimes a highlight is just showing you that finish. But sometimes you got to rewind a little further back to see what caused that spectacular play. And if you can explain that to kids, then it might be a little fun for them to sit down in the session and be like, yeah, you know what? All right. Like, then I might want to try that. I might want to try and deny a, a passing lane so I can get a freebie and show out what I could do. Or, you know what? Let me you know, pick up someone full court and just pick someone's pocket to show that I could do that. You know, so there's just so much that goes into film and so much else that goes into the game that I hope young kids ask those questions if you really want to take this game serious and take your hands to the next level. Absolutely, bro. Well said once again, and I think it's very important, man, because ultimately you're going to get to a point where, you know, you want to definitely take your game to the next level. So you got to do different stuff, man. You can't just do what everybody else is doing. You know, you got to really be cerebral with it. You know, you got to be able to ingest different. You got to love it. Exactly. Love it. Absolutely, bro. So, so, yeah, we're going to turn into your transition now. As, a, as an artist, bro, it's one of the one of the greatest things I've seen you do, man, is tap into this music stuff because it's it's really it's really you, man. I, I I hear you when I listen to your music and stuff, and man, that track East Side, bro, that's my yeah. stuff <laughs> right there, bro. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that, man. That's yeah. love. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I actually, you know, I got a new project that's going to be coming out probably next month in June. It's a just a seven eight song EP called Too Easy. Cause it's really too easy like i really do this and i make records every single day but now you know i finally felt comfortable to release them because i don't think a lot of people are making music that is authentic you know a lot of people are not being true with themselves or just true with you know what they're living it's like everyone just wants to be something else and it ain't it you know what i'm saying trust me i'm around some real ones that wish they wasn't doing what they was doing and right. you got these people out here pretending to be that when that ain't it so you know my perspective from my music i'm just talking about things that I, you know i grew up around that i was around you know my real life and I, I just hope that people can embrace it and like i said relate to it and it's very positive and at the same time it'll get you through whatever you're going through so yeah peep that's gonna come out real soon probably june and i'll have a new song this friday that's gonna actually be addressing police brutality because I, it didn't sit well with me what happened in in Georgia 
you know, it, uh, yeah, yeah, that didn't sit well with me and what happened in St. Louis. And we see it every day. And I know it happens in Toronto, but it's not as publicized because, you know, we don't have that kind of media here where we're just putting that out in the media. But I know that there has been police brutality and people wrongfully convicted and people wrongfully charged in the city of Toronto or Canada or anywhere else. It happens for people that are the minority. So I think this is a subject matter that I had to touch on. And um, it's going to be a song that's going to be with one of my fellow Torontonians, Jake Levani, who's an amazing R&B artist. And yeah, I think this is a song that will kind of tap into exactly how I feel about the injustice that's going on. And I think it's time for us to really just stand up. It's good that we have the cams now and you're seeing what's going on, but it's I think it's time more action gets done and we stand up behind each other and like say no, because I don't want to raise a kid and have to worry about him leaving the house and you know what I'm saying? The cops are supposed to be there to protect you, but they ain't, they ain't doing their jobs. So, you know, we have good police officers out there. I'm not, not gonna ever want to say that we don't, you know, there's always some good apples and bad apples and there's a group of them, but there's a lot of bad that needs to get out and, you know, so that we can progress as, as, a, as a world and, uh, you know, and unify a little bit more. Absolutely, man. You know what they say, man. We always got to destroy before we rebuild, right? So that's right. That's right. Definitely, things that was gonna get better with time, and you know, I think it's. Like I wrote this yesterday in my poem about, uh, you know, Malcolm X. It's about the people that laid that groundwork, but we gotta continue to do the work. You know what I mean? Because if we just kind of turn a blind eye and you know, deaf ears, then it's it's nothing. You know, what they've done for us is not sufficient because we're just gonna kind of just turn a blind eye. So it's it's good that you kind of, you know, tapped into that. I'm looking forward to, you know, your future projects, but that song in particular. Oh yeah, that song, is, uh, yeah. I'm gonna send that to you when I get off, for sure. For sure, absolutely, man. And you know, like I said, man, it's, it's great, man. We're wrapping up now and like I said, bro, I can't wait till quarantine's over, man. So we can get back <laughs> in the gym, bro. Hey, hey man, seriously, we're going to link up more and more. For I just sure, want to say, for real, what you're sure. doing, though, is amazing, for real, for the city. I've always seen what you was doing from afar. And now that we can finally link up and really put our heads together to things, like, you have my support with any and everything. I want you to know that. And, uh, yeah, man, thank you for having me stop by onto your show. And anything you need, you know, I'm always here. And, yeah, we out here, man. Thank you again. For sure, bro. Appreciate you, dog. You you're legendary, man. I was coming up, man. I had an opportunity to, you know, idolize you from afar as a basketball player from the inner city. And having Jelani as a mentor to me where, you know, we were able to work out and, and battle. And, you know, I kind of admired seeing the things that you were doing in your career. So it's, you know, I'm gratefully humbled to, to share this platform with you and to be able to continue to elevate the culture like with you as well, man. So Blessing, bro. Peace and love always. Already, bro. already. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Exactly. Out shout out, shout out to everybody back. Shout out. shout out to the fam, bro. Okay? Appreciate you, my dog.